Broads, this episode is brought to you by Pretty Litter. If you have a cat, that probably means you also have a litter box, which can stink, literally. But listen up, because Pretty Litter is changing the cat care game drastically. Yep, that's right. Take basically everything you knew or thought you knew about cat litter and throw it out the window, because Pretty Litter is different, you guys. Normal litter clumps up. It doesn't hide odors very well, if at all. But Pretty Litter's crystal formula is ultra-absorbent. It traps odors instantly, and it lasts up to a month. Normal cat litter gets dust all over the house, but Pretty Litter is virtually dust-free. If you have a kitty, Pretty Litter is the answer. Your cat will love it, and you will love it even more thanks to how easy it will make having an indoor cat. Pretty Litter works, trapping odors, not clumping, and gives you peace of mind. You will love it. You and your cat will love it. Go to prettylitter.com slash chatty to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash chatty to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash chatty. Well, good morning. Hello, broads. So here's the thing. Becca is taking a well-deserved rest day. Um, She'll be back next episode, but I'm just going to be doing this episode alone now. So you're going to have to listen to me talk and ramble on about every which thing. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Michael Yell is back in the building. I am here. Thank you for being my co-host today. You know, I I know you needed help. So I'm here for you. I sent out the call and you came. You flew all the way from Las Vegas. (laughs) I did. In the rain. I saw the chatty broad signal in the air. You know, the CB's up there. Yeah, the CB was up there. I got got to come. I got to come. I got to help. I so appreciate it. Well, no, for real, though, we have been waiting to have you out and you flew from Vegas. I did. I'm so happy. We've okay. So if any new broads listening, Michael Yo, friend of the podcast, like proper friend of the podcast, amazing stand up comedian. And you and I have done a bunch of episodes on your podcast together. Absolutely. The Yo Show. If you're a big fan of Jess, you can you can check out my podcast as well. But you know, it was interesting when I used to talk about The Bachelor a lot mm-hmm. on my podcast, mm-hmm. my numbers were super big. And then I got so upset that one season, it was two seasons ago, and I go, I can't talk about this Which anymore. Which was the season? Peter the Pilot. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> I remember. I haven't even said that name in two so years. I, you're like, fucking Peter. Peter the Pi- <laughs> After Peter, Peter the Pilot's episode, I mean, season, I was like, I can't do it anymore it, because he was so bad and his mom was so fame hungry. It was it was an actual mess. I will say this. Since then, Pete has started his own podcast um, and with Dustin from The Bachelor, who's also his roommate. And now he's been on other shows like Game of Roses, which is an amazing Bachelor podcast. And hearing that now him like having his own space to talk very entertaining, so quite he, fascinating. So, so, so he's better in real life than he was on the show. I, I think so. See, I, oh my goodness, I couldn't deal with that. I was so, and my numbers were through the roof. When I talk Bachelor, my numbers go through the roof. People love to hear about the Bachelor. They do. Yeah. And I was like, do I want to really talk about this, invest in it? And then I decided not to, even though I still watch it because my wife loves it. Yeah, Claire, your wife, she's a fan, huh? <laughs> Claire. <laughs> Every time I come home, she's watching it, right? So I sit down and watch it with her. And I, I know everything that happens, but, oh, man, it just got to the point where I, I all of reality TV, to me, mm-hmm. is the same. You know, well, Bachelor is different. They have their own, like, reality. I'm talking away from The Bachelor. 
It's the same thing. So uh, let me explain to you. You every, also have a unique perspective because of like. Courtney and Chloe take Miami. I was in that. Yes. I was in the Kardashians. So, yeah. Uh, but also working for Bravo for a brief minute on mm-hmm. um, Bros on Bravo, whatever they call the in. show. You're you're on the inside. And you been, know, the back, the, the behind the scenes situation. And I know how they shoot the shows. Yeah. So I've been on the other side interviewing all these people. Every housewife show, every reality show, here's the here's the thing. All the girls are together. Two girls get in a fight. They go to everybody says you gotta work it out, you gotta work uh-huh, it out. Uh-huh. And then they tell them to go to lunch or dinner or, okay. or coffee. Okay. Those two go to coffee or dinner. Uh-huh. They work it out, but then another name in their conversation comes up. Uh-huh. Then the person that said it, the other person go run and tell that lady mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what she said. <laughs> then those two are in a fight. And it's just, it, it's the same circle. Oh, you That's know, reality TV right there. You know, there. I'm currently deep in Real Housewives of Orange County again. This, Wait, that's the one with Heather Dubrow? Yes. I love Heather. You, Heather's Dubrow. like Heather's like your, like your close friend, she, right? She's, she's, my she's friend. your girl. <laughs> she is everything. I have never met Heather. Becca's worked with Heather a couple times and is like, she's fantastic. You don't understand. Fantastic. Like, you don't understand. Like, Heather Dubrow is the coolest woman in the world. I, I, she, we talk all the time. Yeah. Like she'll hit me up. Like, I feel like I'm one of her girlfriends. Like she'll just hit me up. Hey, what are you doing? I'm like, Oh, nothing. Just hanging out. How are you? Heather? Yeah. And and she invited me to her house. She always invites me to whatever's happening oh, at the, her that, house. That glam home. She's been, it's she, now that she's back on, let me say this. Oh my goodness. Real Housewives of Orange County was tanking. It mm-hmm. was brutal to watch the past few seasons. It was just like, there was no more. It was just it was just such a different energy. And then they bring Heather back. And I'm like, ah, the show is good again. And the ratings went up. Of course. Let me tell you, I was talking to her before she shot the show, mm-hmm. during the show and after the show. And before the show started, she couldn't talk about it on there. She goes, you know, I'm going back on the show. And I go, well, what made you want to go back? And she goes, they said they would, I didn't like the way the show was going, even mm-hmm. when I was on it, got mm-hmm. too negative. Mm-hmm. But I believe, and I'm and I'm putting words in her mouth here. Mm-hmm. She didn't say this to me, but the impression I got is, they're going to let me be the Heather I want to be. Oh, okay. And stay out of the drama. But of course I have to be, she knows, she gets, of course. I have to be in some drama, but I don't have to be fueled by it because some people are fueled by the drama and that's their character. She didn't want to be that character. Sure. 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 Well, and there were a few people on the show. She didn't want to work with. Understandably. So yeah, understandably. So, so. and, and she will imagine. say she didn't get him kicked out. It was the network's decision to get him out, but she wasn't going to go back to those. No, people she's like, I don't, I'm not going to be spending all this time. And then I'm then dealing with not just having to spend that time IRL, but then after when the show's airing and the Twitter wars that ensue. That's that's the thing Madness. that blows me away with The Bachelor is you wind up with somebody and then you get to watch how it got there. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you could stay together. I know that would be really tough. You know, that because, would be really tough. And here's what's worse. It's documented forever. Your kids are going to see it. I w- listen, I'm like, I would love for, I wish that I did have that documented forever one day to be like, look at me in all my Looking glory, right. honey. <laughs> but you know what's so funny is that Becca and Grayston, they started a Patreon because uh, Grayston, her boyfriend, he had never watched The Bachelor ever yeah. before. And so on their Patreon, oh, no. they he watched it with her. And not only, he, he was obsessed. He loved it. He 
loved Ari, the bachelor. See, he was like, I love him so much. He was like rooting for him the whole time. Like, and see, Becca's like, excuse see, me. See, and this is not a shot at Becca. It's just, I couldn't imagine like my kid watching me on a show that saw me competing for a guy against other women. And he, and, but they don't, here's the thing. They don't know. I mean, they know what's happening because they know the show. Right. But it's so weird to watch back and that is documented if you're a winner. You know, if you, it, if it's, it could be, I was young, yeah. I did it, that's fine. People do all types of things. Mm -hmm. But man, it's just when you wind up with that person, like oh. if, if Becca didn't win, did she? See, I don't even know. No, no, she no, didn't no, win. no, she if was Becca in the top won five. And, and was with the guy mm -hmm. and they got married mm -hmm. and they had a kid, mm -hmm. I think that's very weird. It would. It's it's, it's an interesting origin story. That's is, for right? sure. It's a very interesting origin. And I'm story. probably going to get attacked for this from all the Bachelor Nation. No, 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 no. But no. I'm just saying, for me, to have everything documented where I'm competing for a person, and I guess we I, always are, but just to yeah. see it play out like that. What would freak me out? I'd be like, that. That wouldn't. I mean, it would be hard for me. Let's just say I went on the show. I really fell in love with The Bachelor and he ended up choosing me in the end and then we got together. It would be really hard for me to watch it back for sure because I struggle with jealousy big time. I'm always working on that. So I'm like, if I had to literally, I just wouldn't watch it. I do have enough self-control that I'd be like, I'm just not watching anything. I'm going off the internet. I'm not watching and I'm letting our love be the love that it is. See, see, that's, you know? I think I would have to do that too because if I was a guy going after a woman, if I was on The Bachelorette, mm -hmm. I don't think I could watch that. I wouldn't want to see my wife now make out with all the guys from her past. Yeah, it's tough. It's not an easy situation. It's, it's just weird. <laughs> it's not know? an easy situation, especially when you don't know what's going on behind the scenes with the other relationships, right? So, like, all you really know is your relationship with her and, like, your one-on-one -on -one date. You don't know what's happening with the other one-on-one -on -one date. So, all of a sudden, when you're like, I'm, I would be scared. I'd watch it and I'd be like... Why didn't you choose her? You guys have way more chemistry. <laughs> like yeah, and, I start like just, just well, and also, also, I I feel like, and this may be ridiculous because it, it is a show, and they didn't cheat on you. Yeah, because y'all weren't together. No, it was, and it was but, all it's all verbally agreed upon too, right? You know what you're getting into. If something happens and you watch that show, say in the back of your mind, he's not or she's not being loyal. Mm -hmm. You'll be like, well, you did hook up with 26 <laughs> sure. other people. You're like, remember the show? Yeah, and you they're remember like, the no, show? but we agreed upon that. And you're like, yeah, but yeah. I'm still thinking about exactly. it. Exactly. I know, I know. That would be tough. I would be so, what would freak me out more than anything about doing reality TV because I would love, like, I would love at some point in my life to do it in some capacity. Beck and I have talked about wanting to go on the amazing race together because y'all would be great. I appreciate that. Lord knows I'm so unathletic and I just, I just, I give up and it, she would be, she's so competitive. She'd be dragging me and she'd be like rock climbing. And I would just be at the bottom with a martini and I'd be like, can you figure this out for me? Because I cannot. So that would be fun. And, or something like the circle or something like that. But I, I got a call to be on the circle. Did you really? Yeah. The casting person, from the circle, this was like last year during the pandemic called me, said, you want to be on the circle? And I go, I've never seen it, uh -huh. uh, but I knew what, I saw one episode and I was like, no. Wait, when, when timing wise was this? It was last year sometime. Okay, this is hot, hot tea, Michael, because I almost was on it. <gasps> I don't even know what the show is about. What, if you and I would have been on at the same time, 
Okay, broads, quick pause. So your home should be a place you want to spend time in, right? I myself am becoming more and more of a homebody as I get older, which means having a space I enjoy being in is even more important now than ever before. The one place I can always look to when I need to find that special piece or finishing touch for my space is Jenny Kane. Oh, Jenny Kane. Oh my God, I love it so much. It is the ultimate one-stop shop for luxury home furniture and decor. If you've ever worn a piece of Jenny Kane, Jenny Kane clothing, you already know the quality materials and attention to detail are mwah, chef's kiss unmatched at Jenny Kane. From timeless furniture to elevated accents, you'll be able to find whatever you need to create the space of your dreams. I love looking through the decor section because you're going to find things like California-inspired candles, tabletop pieces that can elevate the look of any and every surface. And my favorite pieces from Jenny Kane are the blankets. Two words for you, cashmere throw. Nothing feels better than wrapping yourself up in cashmere on a Friday night and watching your favorite movie. Talk about luxurious, people. Uh, yeah, I fully agree. I can say that I feel my best when I am wrapped up in my blanket from Jenny Kane. And I just have to say this. Broads, go on the website, browse through. You will be wowed by all the pieces. They are incredible. Get 15% off your first order when you use code chatty at checkout. That is 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E dot com promo code chatty. JennyKane.com promo code chatty. Broads, let me tell you, I have been feeling good moving my body every day recently because this past month, I challenged myself to really mix up my workouts and it has made the biggest difference for me. I was getting tired of the same old thing day after day. That is the quickest way to count me out. I just get bored and when I get bored, my motivation goes out the window. But now with Peloton, I think it's safe to say that you don't ever have to be bored with your workout ever again. Well, that's because Peloton offers more variety than literally any other workout platform. I can't think of one type of class they don't offer. They have classics like yoga, hit, of course, their biking classes, which are, of course are always an amazing workout. But Peloton also offers you the chance to try something you may have never tried before, like bar, a guided outdoor run. I love those. Meditation or their newest class style, boxing. And even if you've never boxed, you're going to pick up on it quickly. Before you know it, the class is over and you've got a great workout in. Another reason the Peloton app is amazing is that it works with your schedule. I know for myself, there are definitely days when I have 15 minutes or less to get some sort of movement in. And then there are some days where I have a full hour to myself. Whichever situation I find myself in, there are tons of class options to choose from with Peloton. And you can get started whenever your schedule allows instead of trying to make a set class time. It's a workout that works for you. Visit One Peloton to le learn more. It is such a good deal, guys. The subscription to this app is so worth it. Go to O-N-E-P-E-L-O-T-O-N.com. OnePeloton.com. So, okay, so the premise of the show is you don't see each other. So you're all locked in your own, like, individual hotel room, basically. And everyone's communicating over group chat on a big TV screen. So... You're trying to like form alliances. You're trying to guess who is kind of catfishing in this situation because some people go in and they use their own photo and their information, but some people go in and use a completely different, like I could go in and be like, use your photo basically uh -huh. and be like, this is me. My name's Michael. I'm, I'm a comedian. Da, 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 da. And like one person last year, uh, one of the seasons said they were Lance Bass. 
And then people were like, is it really? And they were, you know, but it wasn't. It was like his assistant. So you don't see each other. So you and I could have been on the show together and not known the entire time that we've been talking. Well, maybe that's why they called both of us. Because I was on the podcast so much back then. Maybe. But 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 <laughs> I what wish, is the, I wish. But what is the point of the show? That's what it's like it's it's what, um what, what they the last person how do you win? It's the like the final group together. It's like the final four. People vote each other off week by week. And some people are voting people off because they're like, you're a catfish and I don't buy it. And some people, it's just like a, it's like a social media popularity contest. So they rank each other every single week. Like who's the number one slot. And then the top two people who are like the most popular that week, quote unquote, they end up being able to vote off one person. So then the final four finally come together and have a a dinner and they get to see, are you really the person? And then everyone kind of votes on who they believe should be the winner and who played the game the best or who's the most deserving of it or whatever. I'll let everybody know right now. If I ever did that show, I'm going as myself. (laughs) So if you ever see Michael Yo on that show, it's it's me. I would not lie about my identity. If I was on that show and Michael Yo, like in your face popped up and I saw it in the bubble, I'd be like, I that would I would struggle with that. Now I'd be able to figure it out because I'd do a private group chat with you and I'd yeah, ask you questions yeah. only. That I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna figure this one out. But I was thinking about going on uh as as a catfish. That's, and trying to like just you, see and kind of mess around with you? that. Yeah. It wasn't, it was like, it was a couple conversations and then did a couple interviews and whatever. And, and, but it yeah. didn't end up happening. The, the main per- one of the main people called me and I was just like, no, no. I, and I, I was, I'm with my kids and I was like, I, I can't leave my wife that long. And <laughs> that was a little bit what I was processing. It, what is I was it, like, like a month? Yeah. It's like six weeks six or weeks, something right? like yeah. that. Yeah. And I was like, oh God. I'm like, it would be so much fun. It would, and my, my thought too, is I'm like, content for the podcast like this would be so much fun to talk about but then you know i'm like six weeks but i was down i they didn't they didn't choose they didn't choose you Mm -mm. oh i got rejected oh my i'm sorry (laughs) it's okay i mean i'm sorry what i was worried about is because it's reality why do you think you got rejected i don't know i never got a clear answer that's interesting like i would think they would want you on it i also in one of my interviews did you bomb an interview i mean i think what i said was good but i was tell me what it was so jacked on coffee and adrenaline i feel like i was talking a million miles a minute and i was just i'm like you're not that person either my girl you were trying way too hard i feel like i was just i think i was just attempting to be good and i just it just didn't pan out so well first one i was like crushed and then it just got progressively. I think the closer it came to the idea of it actually mm. happening, I was like, oh man, I'm really married to this idea now. But I was so scared about being gone that long. Um, but it ended up being like, it would have been good timing because Evan with like the pandemic, his, he wasn't yeah. busy. Like the work kind of was kind of shut down. So it's like, he was going to be around. But I was so nervous. That's the one thing with reality TV. Like I understand they can't force you to do anything that you don't want to do. But they do Frankenbite and they clip. And I'm like, I am so scared. What if I come out looking horrible? 
Oh, and then my ch- that's what I'm worried. That's what I was going to say is that I'm that's more of the concern for me with a kid. I'm like, I don't want my kid to see mom be a villain on television, even though I'm like, I don't think I'm close to being a villain. But you never know if they decide she's going to be it. You know, I, I don't know. So my wife, as soon as we got married, a month after we got married, she got casted on a show. She came in second. It wasn't a big hit. So nobody knows what okay. it, it was. But it was like she was gone for like almost six weeks and it was one of those it was kind of like a spinoff of survivor but it was on fox okay i forgot what the name of it was i'm like what was but but talking about casting uh a a guy that i know in the industry was kind of involved in it and just like every cast they tried newly married but they put her with the hot like single dude sure you know but my wife is so loyal she and, yeah no that and she wasn't was an like, issue and she was like no nothing's happening and i watched the show nothing it wasn't even close to that but it, it's even in casting like they're always trying to find they were trying to see if they could break they her could, in some yeah, way they're like we're way. gonna try to yeah, yeah yeah and then when i was on fear factor the first episode of fear factor yes the pilot episode i went through the exact Which same is thing so wild by the way bananas that you were on the first episode of Fear Factor. It is crazy. So the wild. pilot episode. The pilot episode. I didn't know this about you until like a year and a half into our friendship. Yeah. I randomly saw a photo and I'm like, is that Michael? Yeah, they dunked <laughs> me in a tank and I wore lots of hair gel. My hair stood up and it looked like a squid shooting ink. When they put my hair in, it's like. <laughs> what made you decide to do that? I had no adventure in my life. I was mm. in Austin, Texas and the ad literally said, we're casting for a show. If you've never done anything adventurous, this is the show. So I was like, why not? Why not? I was a radio DJ in okay. Austin. So I was like, cool, I'll go in. Again, a fun experience to talk about. Yes. So, and I knew how to talk to people and I interview well. Yeah. So, you know, I went through like four rounds and then uh, where I messed up was they said, what's your fear of dying? And I put my real, real fear. If you're ever on a reality show <laughs> and they ask you questions that could eliminate you, say things that you're not afraid yeah, things of. that you actually love like yeah, you're like, like sex yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm scared of <laughs> I'm dying i'm horrif- horrified of it <laughs> no i'd be like i know that i'm not scared of heights yeah so i'm like okay if they're gonna well that's not true if i had to do certain things but 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 you but would for say example would i'm say, like yeah heights i'm horrified of it so it must have been pretty much everybody my fear of dying is underwater like drowning you know, so they dunked so me in the tank. of course they dunk you. And I should have said something different. Oh, like heights and stuff like that. Like, I wasn't scared of that kind of stuff. But we ate sheep eyeballs, you know. It, yeah. Damn. But I went through that process. And you do, every round you get, mm-hmm. when you get closer, you're like, oh, oh, oh. Now you're married to the idea. And it's disappointing when you don't get it. Oh, for sure. But I, I'm so shocked that you didn't get it. Because I thought you rejected it when you first started telling stories. Oh, no. I thought you rejected it. Oh, no, Michael, I would love to be on reality TV. Really? Casting directors. The I, broads know I'm always like, casting directors, anybody hit do me you up. you put it out there? Or is this your first time really putting it? Because I. That was my first time really putting it out there right where now? I was like, oh, you mean act proper saying it? I've joked about it before. Oh, she, look, I guarantee you after this podcast, you will be put, mark my words, what is today? <laughs> Mar- March 28th. Within a year, 12.54 p.m. Within a year, you will be on a reality show. You will disappear from this podcast for like six weeks. And, and you people will be, be like, I don't know what people there were. There were some broads who were who were guessing that I might be participating in the circle. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry that I failed you. But I would love I would love to. And I'm sure I'll make an absolute fool out of myself. But I but really that's don't. that's what's great. Yeah, but I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I'm like, I don't want to be the villain. I don't want to make anybody feel bad. 
but I don't make I don't mind making a fool out of myself. I really don't care about yeah, that. Yeah, and and that's the whole thing. I don't ever like when I do stand up. I tell jokes about myself, and I never go after people. Mm-mm. So that's what that's the zone I like to be in. But yes. you know, to each his own. Okay, speaking of your stand up comedy, though. You are here, Michael, with yes. a brand new yes. special. Yes. I never thought that. It is so good. Thank you. So good. Thank you. It feels so good that it's out. It's called I Never Thought because it's a it's things over the last two years for me almost dying, for having a baby girl, to just my life. Mm-hmm. Things I never thought I'd see happen mm-hmm. in my lifetime that we're seeing happen in our lifetime. And I put it out on my own. I funded it my own. I uh, spent my own money on it. And it comes from the people inspirational in my life, like Joe Coy from Mm -hmm. uh, other successful comics. Like you got to bet on yourself. Mm. And my 2022 after surviving COVID, after that bad, bad, um, uh, after my bad experience (sighs) on it, it was like everything I do, I need to bet on myself. So that's what I did with the special. And it feels so good because YouTube can be a vicious place of comments. And every comment is through the roof. Oh, that's so like when nice. I, when I say through, like, it's, I've never laughed so much. I laugh from beginning to end. I'm like myself. I'm so proud. It's the best work I've ever done. And it's already starting to blow up. It's, it's, I, it came out last week. It has over 25,000 views. And, but all my socials, like YouTube, I use it as my YouTube as kind of like, I hate to say this, but a dumping ground. I didn't really pay attention sure, to it. Sure. So I had 2,000 people on YouTube. In like 11 days, I got over 10,000 now. So it's growing. My That's pod- amazing. People are finding my podcast now on it. And my stand-up clips have millions of views. Just And this is all happening in the last 10 days after the po- uh, after the special came out. So From betting on yourself. from be- And that's my message to everybody. Mm-hmm. If you're in a terrible job or in, you're in a place where you want to get out, I don't tell people to quit that job because you need money. <laughs> You're like, don't, don't quit. You know, some people are like, just leave and go for it. No, yeah. no, 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 don't no. Sure we all got just... bills. We all got bills. So stay in that job, but also work on that other mm-hmm. thing and bet on yourself. When you make enough money and you're ready to leave, bet on yourself. In just 11 days, I know it was the right move. Like, just actually, after the first seven days, I was like, this this is starting to already mm-hmm. pay for itself mm-hmm. and it's only seven days in and That's I'm already amazing. making great money off of it to pay myself back from it. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. When you were saying that like, you're like your standup comedy is about yourself. That's one of the things that I love. I loved about this special so much is that it was like so personal. Yes. And I love that you were talking about all these personal stories and you talked, got deep into uh, your, like your whole horrific situation yes. with COVID and, um, all of that. And I, I, I just, I loved it so much. I, you know what I love too? Obviously your first special was fantastic, Yeah. but the intimacy of this one felt, I love that you, I'm like, I'm noticing that Michael is sitting on that stool and I love that you made the choice to sit on the stool the whole time because it felt like it was like a story. Yes. And it was a story time and you well, kind of sucked you in. Well, I feel like my first special was when I first started comedy. Yeah. So it was greener. And then you grow, just like if you went back to your first podcast on this, oh on, on Chatty Rods. <laughs> you know, we re- we released our un, like we hadn't ever released our very first episode uh-huh. and we did somewhat recently. And I listened back to that and I was like, oh God, yeah, I can barely stand the sound of my <laughs> voice in that episode. This is terrible. But then you grow and you yeah. get better. And this is the one where 
I'm writing new stuff for my next one. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, like every comic, when they come out with a lot of specials, they always have one that's going to be their favorite. Mm-hmm. And I already know, no matter how many specials I put out, this will probably be the best one. Because mm. literally from beginning to end, it's nonstop laughs. And mm-hmm. it's hard to do that. And, uh, yeah. And especially when you're sitting down, no movement and just being funny. Yeah. And I felt like my material is getting to the point where I don't need to move a lot because it actually takes a lot away mm-hmm. if I was walking around. Yeah, and no, the stories loved, are so intimate, you know? I love just, yeah, the stillness of it. And you just get sucked in. And it was like, oh, half an hour gone. I was like, gone. what? Oh, my God. My dad, who is the biggest critic, <laughs> is like, he calls me up. He goes, man, that went too fast. He's like, I want it more. And he goes, and I go, that's what I want. I wanted people to watch it. And as soon as they look up, they go, what what, what just happened? Oh, absolutely. There's, there's no better feeling to me than when I'm seeing whether it be comedy, whether it be a musical. Like, I don't care what it is. When, when the show ends and I'm like, I need a little more of that yes. in my life, that's the best feeling versus, oh my God, it's great, it's great. And then you're just checking your watch. Checking you're like, your oh watch. God, it's been like, Forever. okay, it's been like, an, it's been an hour and I feel like, okay, it's time to wrap it up. And yeah. it just kind of keeps going. <laughs> I'm like, the best feeling is when you're like, okay, I need more of that. I want to rewatch it or whatever, you know? It's, it's just beautiful where you can come in, you can go through, here's the thing, you can go through something awful. And then if you make it, you can see the other side and how beautiful mm-hmm. it is and how you come out a better person, a better human and how you love life even more. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's all about. Does it make you feel nervous to be super vulnerable and share personal stories publicly like that? It 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 does because when you fund it yourself, mm-hmm. you just hope it does well. Mm-hmm. You just hope because after I edited it with Taylor, the director, and we went through a def- bunch of different cuts, personally, I knew it was great. Like, I was like, this is great work, but will people watch it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like, okay, I've done my part. Right. I gave them a great special, but will they watch it? And they're coming to watch it because, you know, with podcasting or anything, you build, you build, and then all of a sudden you hit that algorithm and boom, it starts to shoot up. Like, you'll go from x number x number slow bill slow bill, and then it starts wait a minute wait a minute it starts just moving and moving yep, it's yep. Start already it's today yesterday it started that so i'm starting to see it just start blowing up and it it, it just feels so good that the comments and you know how people just like it just means a lot of course it just of means course. a lot well, and then and then the broads come out to my shows all the time. That makes me so happy. I love when I get all the time. Uh, I love when I get tagged or I get a yeah. uh, message from you and you're like they're wearing like some broad squad yes. merch. I'm like, yes, it makes me so happy. Yeah, it, it, it's an awesome feeling. How you know, I what one thing great about podcasts is they give back to other people. You know, every guest that comes on this podcast, there there's a new audience that gets to see them, and anybody that's on my podcast, there's a new audience that gets to see them. So it's very secular. It, and, oh yeah. And before the industry was very no, no, I'm looking out for myself. Okay. Podcast has made it where you can still have that mentality, but you need people <laughs> on your show to be successful, unless you're just great by yourself. Sure, sure. Well, that's the thing. I remember when I started listening to podcasts. I started listening to comedy podcasts. And I loved how everyone would bring in all their comedian friends. I'm like, oh, and then I discover this person and their podcast because of it. And all of a sudden I have a roster of like 15 that I'm listening to that I started out with one because there's this great like symbiotic relationship that's happening. Um, 
But yeah, no, I mean, I, the broads, need, you need to check out the special. Obviously, it'll be... It's the free. Link will be and it's it's free. free. And I also <laughs> wanted to provide because my last one was on Amazon, so people had to buy it, and I sure. felt that that you know that takes a lot for people that don't know you to say I'm gonna spend fourteen dollars on sure, it. Sure, sure. But this, I was like, there's no excuse, mm-hmm. and it's great. Mm-hmm. So it's free. Go get it. Go watch it. Leave a comment because you know comments and the thumbs up does a lot on YouTube. It helps, so yeah. It helps so much mm-hmm. to get into that algorithm where other people see it. So yeah, it just feels good. And then I'm on tour and everything is going great. It's beautiful. I'm it's so beautiful. Happy. Like my family's great and gorgeous. Yeah. And and it's so amazing that I might have not been around to see them grow up. So for, you know, like to reach five and and two years old. Yeah. And that's what blows me away. Like the biggest thing people ask me, were you scared of dying? I'm like, no, I was scared of my kids not knowing how much I love them. Mm-hmm. That's the scariest thing you ever oh can encounter, course, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, but we're on the other side, girl. We're making it yes. happen. <laughs> um, so now you're, are, so you're on tour. I'm on tour. Uh, everything is at michaelyo.com. So I'm going to be in, uh, where am I this weekend? I'm in Dallas, Addison. And then I'm t- finally get to take a three-week break. And then I'm in Milwaukee. And then going to a bunch of ne- cities I've never been to. Okay. So it's just starting to... That's so it, good. It's becoming crazy. But it, you're also, you moved to Vegas now. And you were saying that <laughs> Michael, Vegas Michael was raving about Vegas before the podcast started. But you're also, then you perform at Vegas all the time, which is so fun. Because people then who, you know, listen to this podcast and all, all the different podcasts that you've been on are like, oh, we're going to go visit Vegas. This is the time to go see Michael. Well, I met a lot of your broads in Vegas. They go, Love. we we heard uh, about you. And then we're looking at the entertainment and we see your name so we come to the show and i'm at the legendary comedy cellar in Huge, vegas yeah which in Amazing. new york they're everything yeah and then they open up a venue in vegas and it's the hottest club in vegas and i i, I i'm here today i flew in i'm flying out and performing tonight in vegas oh my god i do it all the time and then this thursday i, I do it every night and then i fly out and perform in another city and come back and do it because i love comedy that much but also vegas people think about the strip but it is unbelievable family wise how many parks they have how the people are nice everybody just kind of minds their own business the neighborhood we're in all the kids play it's every i honestly told my wife the other day it's everything i ever dreamed of family wise and work wise and live wise it's everything i was in vegas this weekend Oh, and I was out of town. You were out of town. But even if even I, it was a friend's birthday that had been planned for quite some time. Okay. And he had like the itinerary down. He like gave us, he had his sheet with like from time to time. Like we had our full schedule of what was happening the entire weekend. And I hadn't ever really been to Vegas as an adult. Like I'd gone numerous times with my parents when I was really little. So it has been a year since I went. And I'm like, why in God's name have I not done this before? Granted, I'm still recovering. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna have to take a minute before I go back oh, to Vegas. Yeah. But see, but see, a lot of people in Vegas, they think it's just a strip, That's but it's way thing. more than no, that. No, no. And I've like like people like you and other friends that I know who have moved to Vegas, they are they love it. They're like, there's it's fantastic. And obviously there's much more to it than the strip. What's the craziest thing you did when you were out there? Okay. Well, God, there was a lot of stuff. Um, I think the wildest time was uh one the the birthday boy, he um bought a cabana at the pool party at the Encore. 
And it was like the opening summer spring weekend. And so it was bananas. Absolutely bananas. Like I it's been a long time since I've partied like that. And I was like, I'm gonna need 17 IVs and so many weeks to recover. But the most fun, we ended up going to a um we went to just I like just like the lobby. The lobby bars, they had like the piano bar oh, yeah. in the lobby. Mm-hmm. And there's just like, there was just a few people there. It wasn't packed. And we started to play a solid game of truth or dare, but it became dare or dare oh, because you can't you. do truth in a Vegas bar. And so we were just. What was your dare? Can you say? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It was so embarrassing. What is it? So, like I said, it wasn't packed, but there were enough people there. And so they told me that I had to go up. There was a table of uh, two couples at like a round table right near us. And they're like, you have to go up and just sit with them. That's what I thought they said at first in the middle of their conversation. And so I'm like, fine. So I drag, I just walked over. (sighs) I drag a chair and shove it in between the two couples and just sit down at their table. And I'm like, can I join? And they were very uncomfortable. And they're like, "Um, sure, okay. And then I get a, and they had told me I have to be there for the entire song that was being played like a three minute song. So I'm sitting there and then I get a text from them behind me, my friends. And they're like, no, we said you have to go sit under the table. So then I'm like, what? Fuck. <laughs> so I, I look at Are the girl next to right me. Are you right now? No, I'm not. I look at the girl next to me and I'm like, I'm just going to go under the table for a minute. And I crawl under the table and like am in a ball underneath the table for three minutes. And I'm just like sipping my champagne <laughs> and, like a minute and a half in one of the girls finally looks under the table and she's like, um, are you okay? You <laughs> Do you get- want some company? And I was just, I'm like, I'm okay. I'm good. And I'm just drinking under the table. You didn't spill the beans of what you were doing. I did later in the evening because I'm like, don't worry. You're safe. I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna, <laughs> you're safe. Don't worry, you're, you're well, safe, you're right. well. And so I told them later in the night, but then everyone, like half of the bar started to catch on to what we were doing. Um, so then they were cheering on what was happening and the other half had no idea. So one of the dares was I wrote a love letter from one girl to the guy who was playing the piano, a long love letter. And then the end of the love letter said, if you feel the same way, play Toxic by Britney Spears. And then she had to go over and then he played Toxic. So I might have, you know, set up a future love arrangement. You never felt know. pretty good about it. <laughs> see, I see. I, I couldn't do that game. Really? I get, I get so embarrassed. Okay. I get so embarrassed. You, I, that is so surprising to me. I'm like, you go up and you're performing stand up, oh, yeah. and you like. I mean, I'm imagining it's stand up comedy. Like you've bombed before, correct? Absolutely. Like, how do you feel walking away from that? Oh, you feel horrible. Like comics won't look at you. It's the worst. It's what's like, the what was the worst? It's like a walk of shame. What was the worst? Well, it was a college. Okay. But I didn't want to be there. Colleges are tough too, well, right? They're not tough. It's just I have nothing in common with them. Okay, sure. Sure, so, sure, sure. And I was just over it. So I was like starting a show and it was about 10 minutes in. And then this fucking kid, dude, oh, God. raises his hand. <laughs> some frat boy. Some frat boy or something. Raises his hand and goes, hey, uh, when are you going to be funny? And Oh, God. I would crawl into a ball and start sobbing. I go, you know what? You're right. You're right. I don't want to be here. And I just left. You just walked off. I just walked off. Oh, no, that is not a bomb. That is a triumph. That is a middle finger. I said, I don't want to be here because I can't relate to you little, (laughs) you know, little fuckers in the left, man. 
I mean that that that's triumphant to me. Though. Is it? But it's I mean that was a, that. But I just didn't but feel you it. Feel I didn't want terrible. Yeah, I didn't want to be there. And there's so much money they pay you to go. But they paid me an absorbent amount of money to do 45 minutes colleges. And you know when you hate it that much, you can't even do stand them for 45. Let me tell you the this is this is what changed it off for me. There's this show called NACA. Okay. And NACA is where college acts go to to get booked at colleges. Because colleges have, some have huge amounts of money for entertainment. Right. And they have to spend it. Right. So I'm at this NACA performing. I do well. Uh, Liza uh, is there too, the comedian. Sure. Um, so I'm there. And one thing I notice is kids that are like 16, 17 years old control this money. And they're telling you that is so your wild. value. Oh God! So this kid comes up to me, uh-huh. and this is when I like quit, quit. I left that, co- but the kid comes up to me and goes, "Well, I'm looking at our numbers, and like this, this you're is you're already a, just like yeah, <laughs> seventeen years old. This girl's seventeen years old. She goes, and we just booked Eliza, and we're looking around, but if we have money, we'll book you too." Like in a snooty way, right? Because you're because the managers of you say you need to like not kiss butt, but cater these because they book you. Sure, sure, of course. And this was a big college, and I looked at my agent and I go, "What have I done in my career <laughs> where a seventeen-year-old kid controls my destiny?" I said, "I quit. Yeah, you, I yeah. never. I, I I can't. I work too hard for a seventeen-year-old no, kid in college you're like, to determine." time and hours and years put into this and now i'm having someone come up to me and being not, like no 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 not so <laughs> not someone a kid in college going mm, you might be good so enough you might want to work on that middle bit a little <laughs> bit like i felt like there was a lull that's my suggestion we'll call you don't call us you're just exactly like- <laughs> and i'm like oh no i can never do this again and that's when i quit quit i was like sure. i can't i can't i've worked too hard to have people I don't respect. Like if I respect you and you give me a note, that's fine. But if I don't respect, and I, and it's not like I disrespect younger people, but I disrespect these people that control this money that use it as power. Yeah, as a way to like, kind of like look at you and be a, a little a bit condescending like, I'm way. having a power moment right now and I'm going to make you feel smaller. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. that's what it was. And I, I can't, I, I can't, because we deal with that anyway in Hollywood, but to deal with it from a kid, <laughs> That goes to, I'm just making up a college here, wasn't it? But like Arkansas State or whatever. I'm just like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, no, and that is that is a good, that is a proper boundary to set up where you're like, I'm not gonna allow this to happen. No, anymore. I'm just not gonna put myself in this situation. And that's what I did. I took myself out of that situation. I was miserable anyway oh doing it. And then when the, that was the that was that was just my breaking point. Yeah, and she was, and she. I mean, if you could typecast a snooty, a-hole college kid with power, this girl was it. Oh, no. A sweater, you know? a sweater, sweater around, sweater yeah. around the, uh, a tie yeah, around like, the, uh, the shoulders. Every every movie that the, the bully is in, but yeah. snooty person. Yeah, that was that her. Was the, that was mm-mm, her. Mm-mm. Mean Girls. You, you, better, <laughs> you, you better watch this special, girl. You better watch it and weep. That's right. that's what you said no to. <laughs> Oh my, she didn't say no. She said if she had enough money. Yeah, okay, okay. Oh my goodness. Oh, I still get angry about it. Oh, sure. I would rage. Fired up right now. I understand that that's the type of stuff that keeps me up at night. If you wonder what I'm laying about, like thinking about in bed, oh yeah, I grind 
about stuff. It's not good. You read comments, don't you? No, not anymore. No, okay, no, good. no. I had to stay away from it. Post and ghost. I post. I had to post and ghost because, you know, what started to happen is when I would read too many and it would be like, listen, I always say this. I'm like, I I want to, I want to learn. I want to grow. If I need to get called in about shit, then, then great. 100%. 100%. But we're talking the comments about like, you're boring. Like you don't have anything to say. When I would start to read those, then all of a sudden, guess what would happen? I wouldn't have anything to say because it'd be so in my head. I'm like, I got nothing in me because I'm just so paranoid that I'm saying something and I sound ridiculous or that I'm going to say something. And then like that person's going to comment. And then I go, why does it matter? If they it think, I, if I'm think, if they think I'm boring, then I feel bad that they're wasting their time listening to someone that they think is boring. Well, that's the whole thing is yeah. they have to be, they have to listen to it to comment on it. Yeah. I'm like, you like it a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> you know, they like it. They you like, like it. me a little bit. Or yeah. you like to be annoyed by me a little bit. It's of okay. course. Yeah. Of course. But I get that in stand up. I mean, this new special, I had maybe one bad comment, but it wasn't even a bad comment. Which is wild, by the way, that you just get one bad comment. And it might not even be off the special. Maybe another clip I saw or something. Mm-hmm. But somebody says, why do you always got to talk about yourself? Like that was the negative. Well, because I'm myself. Panned just a zoom in of you being like, well, (laughs) it is me. Well, Well, I talk about my life. Like people, I don't know. I could get into this big thing, but it's just people really don't want to hear. Certain people don't want to hear about race because some people go, well, why do you always talk about race? I go. I don't talk about race. I talk about my life, Mm -hmm. but I'm multicultural. I married a white woman. We have black, white, and Asian kids. That's what we are. Mm -hmm. I talk about my life. It's not race. Mm -hmm. It's just what I am, you know, but there's a certain type of person in this world. When you say anything about color, they go, why are you going to talk about race? And you're like, because it's important. It's my experience. It's my experience. Yeah. It's just like, like, I, I would never... And there's a type of person that says this. And I don't even have to say what they look like. But everybody listening to this podcast, <laughs> and it might be some people, it might be them. You know what you look like. And everybody that doesn't look like that, you know what they look like. So you're just like, block, 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 block. block oh, I don't block. block. I leave the comments. I don't care. Yeah. No, because if you block, then they'll make fake accounts and then mm-hmm. write more. It just, it just fuels them to do more. So I let their comments stay. Mm-hmm. And then most of the time, your loyal people will go after, which I don't advise. I mean, don't get into yeah. that. <laughs> Don't and then I I did one I said something when I was young like when everything started to take off I said something then all my I don't want to even call them fans but supporters got on this person and then they were just filling up my feed just everybody was going back and forth I'm like how do y'all have so much time to do this like I have a hard time just posting no I don't have the energy I know I I deleted my Instagram app for the past like week did Can't you do it. yeah. Just, I you. just deleted that app. Well, but then I got to go post and then, like you said, post and ghost. Go, oh, but you post and delete the whole thing and then go back and post again? Sometimes. You know, my wife does that. Yeah. My wife, and she just does it so she can focus in on the kids. She'll, in the morning, erase it. Yeah. And then put it back on when they go to bed. See, that was the thing. I was like catching myself kind of in this spiral of like, I'd open it. And then if I'd have Ember with me and instead of hanging out with her, I'd be caught up in something. And, you know, it's like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even know. At this point, I don't even know whose Instagram account I am on and what I am reading. You're just reading stuff. I'm like, and I have my little human being in front of me who I should just be hanging out with her and spending time with her because it goes by so fast. How crazy is it with social media and Instagram 
we are looking at other people's families and not paying attention to our own family that's in front of us. That's a mic drop moment right there. Right? Uh-huh. I'm watching your kids and you, but my kids are right here. I'm going to delete my app again. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna delete that app. Right. It's so true though, and it's so hard. It's so hard not to get caught up in that. It's but, so but hard also, not to. It's but. Your, like I my wife uh will I'll be on the phone sometimes and we never get on each other about being on the phone. Mine is strictly I don't even look at people's feeds. Like I'm very good at just looking at my own feed. Is that why you're so joyful, Michael? Yeah. I just I look at my it. own feed. Okay, broads, one more quick pause. So when I was in high school, it was the peak of the whitening strip era, like if your teeth were not blindingly white thanks to enamel stripping chemicals, then apparently you were not it, and predictably so, my teeth have been paying for it ever since. I have the most sensitive teeth now. Uh, it's so much so that ingredients in just regular old toothpaste can even cause pain, which is why I was so excited when a friend of mine told me about Lumino. They are the first line of oral care products that I can use pain-free. Well, that's because Oral Essentials is basically taking a totally different approach when it comes to creating products that improve your oral health because they make other, everything from toothpaste to mouthwash to whitening products that all use purposeful and uncompromising ingredients like sea salt, aloe, coconut oil, and all of their products are free of harsh chemicals and bleaches, and they're certified non-toxic. In fact, you know it's good because each of Lumino's formulas are created by a team of dentists and backed by over 50 studies. Plus, as an added bonus, Lumino's products actively work and are proven to protect the good bacteria in your microbiome because they don't contain any harsh chemicals. So while you brush your teeth, you are also giving your gut a helping hand. Like I said, I've been using and loving the entire line of Lumino products because they work to keep my mouth fresh all day long and improve my oral health but I never feel any pain or sensitivity that I often do with other big brands, which is such a relief. Find Lumino on Amazon.com and get $7 off today. That's L-U-M-I-N-E-U-X. Remember, it's with an X so you can X out the harm. Lumino, dedicated to illuminating better ideas in oral care. So there is no doubt in anyone's mind that we are all on 24-7 information overload. Between all the social media platforms, the news, it can be really exhausting and also confusing. Probably three out of the five videos that I see on TikTok, I watch and then question if anything I just watched is true. All social media should come with a personal fact checker for each user. Okay, obviously we can't have that, but there is something pretty darn close, and that is Nikki Boyer's podcast, Call Me Curious. From health and pop culture to relationship news, Nikki dives into all the things you definitely heard about but you don't really know about. So some recent topics include things like, is it true that you can't die in your dreams? I have actually never about that question before and now i am going to sit and ponder that for a while um and go listen to the, and i'm gonna go listen to the podcast too the podcast is equal parts informative and hilarious and you'll always end the episode feeling like you actually understand the topic i am so very guilty of googling things under the table at dinner parties or in meetings to give myself some background if a topic comes up that i don't really know much about I think maybe we all are, whether we want to admit it or not. No one wants to be the person with nothing to add to the conversation, right? But thanks to Call Me Curious, you'll never be that person again. Nikki will help you sort fact from fiction, make sense of all the information available to you on a daily basis.
Listen to Call Me Curious on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you listen, and you can listen early and ad-free by subscribing to Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. Okay, but I want to ask you, so you said you get embarrassed. All the time. Okay. So, but then you did, like, you were down to do Fear Factor. Yeah, but it's different in a control, like, when I can control it. I'm not embarrassed. Versus, versus I was like, like because, truth and dare out in the wild. Well, here's what I'm scared about. I'm a black guy. Yeah. I'm a very big black dude. Me approaching people, getting under their table, it's a very different. You're uh-huh. you're beautiful. You look good. It's different. You know? Like, can you imagine me walking up to a table of four saying, I need to get under your table? Yeah. No. Like, it could turn wrong. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? So, and I'm not using the race thing. I'm just saying I'm no, a No, but big, that's some but that's some privileged shit on my side where it's like I can do that yeah, and I can, can get that. under and yeah. without a thought of any sort of like, oh, they're going to get, you know, I'm going to get kicked out like I didn't even think in that. See, yeah. you know like me, I could get put in situations where if I make somebody uncomfortable, it could get really bad mm-hmm. because they'll think I'm a threat, you know, and in Vegas is open carry. You know what I mean? So there's, I think about all this stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's why it's kind of like, I only, only do things in, plus I get embarrassed easy, but only do things in controlled atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Like I will go on a TV show and they they say, act stupid, act silly, embarrass yourself. No problem. I know nothing's going to happen to me on my podcast. No problem on stage. No problem in open environment like that bar. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I'm petrified Mm. and I'm shy. And you're shy. In that in that situation. Like, I couldn't imagine, even if I was cute like you, getting <laughs> under a table. You know what I mean? I couldn't imagine. If I was a girly girl, get, I, I couldn't imagine. I'm just, when you say you're shy, you know, you just never know. That's the thing, that's the thing about, that's always so interesting. But what I'll, I'll say this, though. In person, when you meet you, you do not, you know, it's immediate. But, but you're like, not telling me to get under a that's table. That's tr- understandable. Like, if somebody said, okay, you're going to meet the chatty broads, and as soon as you go in crawl under the couch <laughs> i'm like no i'm not doing it just like mike <laughs> i'm like oh, you can't do I that i just hand you a microphone and be like all right <laughs> you're gonna do it from down there that's fine I'm that's like, hello, fine hello uh i just want to say i love the show we're <laughs> <laughs> gonna mix it up a little right? bit today right yeah but okay so i was gonna ask you about um okay so yeah so you're performing in vegas yes um you're going on the road uh are oh, you i have a brand new tv show coming out soon we don't know the date yet, but I did it with Bonnie Hunt, um, the legendary Bonnie Hunt. Yes. It's going to be on Apple. Uh, she directed it, wrote it, uh, showrunned it, and I was on set with her. It was such an amazing thing. It was like a masterclass. I would watch her give wow. notes to people, give notes to me. Sarah Drew from uh, Grey's Anatomy is on it. She played April Kempner on wow. Grey's Anatomy. Oh, yeah. She plays my ex-wife. And then Darren Brooks, he's on, I believe, General Hospital. He's so funny and great. And then Ashley Williams is on the show, and she's a great actress. But the girl you need to look out for with is our daughter. Okay. And her name is Carson Rose in the show. She is only 11 years old, and, I, and I'm making this prediction. By the time she's 30, she'll have an Oscar. The girl is phenomenal. She wow. has the look. She has it. You know you meet people. Like, your daughter has it. She's just a fire. She just has whatever that is. She's, she got, just, she's got that spark. Lord knows spark. on a set, I don't think it would pan out so well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But this girl? Yeah. Oh my God. It's like, it's unbelievable. Her name is Carson Rose. It's unbelievable how great she is at such a young age. The girl is a super star. 
Carson Rose. Remember that name. And what I love about it, it's not about an interracial couple, mm-hmm. but you see it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and I never saw that growing up. Yeah. So when Bonnie and Apple asked me to be the father of this interracial relationship, something I never saw growing up, I was like, and now you're participating in that on television so that someone else can see. So someone else can see a mixed couple so they can feel like they belong and they can feel that, Oh, these problems happen to everybody. Mm. You know, like I got, I don't want to give away. I was going to say, can you talk about the show? I'm I'm my ex-husband. She just, but I'm trying to get back in my family's life. And once I get home, I find out, through her, I find out in this weird situation that, oh, she's engaged to this dude that's helping me fix the sink. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm supposed to say that, but whatever. But it's it's just this weird situation. And it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. So I, I call it more dramedy because there's really, it's, the acting's so good in it. And, not, and I don't even know about my acting, but I'm talking about everybody else's acting. Like I would sit there and go, wow, this. Is good. I would literally be watching people going, wow, this is pretty good. This is amazing. Like it's so good. And it's on Apple. And it's on Apple. Big time. I mean, Michael, and, big and, time, oh, yo, over here. <laughs> and and if you watch Netflix, I'm on the number one show on Netflix. Is it Cake? Right now, with Mikey Day from SNL. I'm on episode two, and where they put out like five things. Four of them are cake. I mean, one of them. Yeah, four of them are cakes and one of them's real, and you got to guess the real item. So they'll put like four purses out there. Okay. That are cakes and then one real purse. And they put them about 15 feet away from you or 20 feet, and then they light it really good. So I'm a judge in that, the comedian judge. So I controlled who we voted for and stuff like that. So I gotta watch. I didn't know. I haven't watched that show. I've seen it every time I'm watching it on Netflix, it pops up, and I'm like, it's always recommended to me. And now let, that I know, episode two. Well, maybe that's why they were recommending it yeah. to you. They were like, oh, you don't know? Michael <laughs> Yell is in it. Uh, but what's great is Netflix, you know, they got a, um Instagram handle called Netflix is a joke. Yes. And they have Fortune and Tom Papa does the morning show. And it holds all their comedy, like stand up. That's like their comedy division. And I always wanted to be on their radar because my dream is to have a Netflix special. You know, and I feel that this special could have been a Netflix special, but Mm -hmm. I never pitched it because I wanted to get it. I wanted to do it myself. Mm -hmm, I wanted mm -hmm. that feeling of owning it Mm -hmm. and doing it myself. Um, But to be on this show and to have Netflix as a joke, tag me and then wrote me like, hey, you're really good on the show. Like I'm on their radar now. Yes. And that's what means. So like everything is just beautiful. man. Like I have. Three things. I, I I got my special out. Got the Bonnie Hunt show. I got uh stamp my tour. I got um this cake show. Everything's just rolling. It's just amazing. The last time that you were on this show, we zoomed in with you, yes. and it was post like your recovery yeah. from COVID, and just, just and it was a have... sad. I mean, it was it was like we got really serious and yeah. sad because at that time it was still killing people and. Uh, you know, the big, I think the thing we talked about is at that time, the biggest thing I was scared is dying alone. You know, like mm-hmm. people were dying alone in the hospital at that yeah. time yeah. through FaceTime, yeah, through FaceTime. And now, you know, to be on the other side of it, just, I mean, everything's wrong. I never thought, uh, well, that's the name of it. Like, I never thought like I would have all this happening in 2022. <laughs> like my special came out March 17th. That's just a couple days ago. Then I get an email from Netflix going, oh, by the way, we're dropping, 
Is It Cake March 18th. And then I know I can't say when the Apple show, but it's soon. It's all rolling. It's all rolling. And then, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy. And I can't wait because you're just going to keep getting more and more famous and I'm just going to be following you around. <laughs> and then like, you're going to move. Michael, remember me. <laughs> and then y'all are going to move to Vegas and we'll be neighbors. And then I'm going to be like, I'm going to the pool party every single weekend. Oh, and be no. like, don't, you can't when do you that. Live, but when you live there, you oh, don't go. No, no, no. Listen, after this past weekend, I was like, I have that in me maybe once a year. I would love to go back to Vegas. Oh, yeah. I want to take Ember. I'm like, there's so many. When I was going from hotel to hotel, I'm like, Ember would live for this. They have aquariums. They have all types of stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I got to go back with her and have a family trip. The trip that I had this weekend, that's a once a year type of situation. That's all. No, you have to. You have to go. And we got we got to get our kids together. I know. My my daughter and my son can play with. They're just so cute. They're so cute. So the last time I was on your podcast, I wanted to ask you and you know, tell me if you don't want to go here no, or what, not. What? Um, but you and I kind of started to have a conversation about mental health. Yes. Um, are you comfortable kind of talking oh, about that a little bit? Okay. I like to get the word out there. Okay. Okay. Well, you shared with me that you had been struggling in some ways that you never had been well, before. Mental health to me was something I really never understood. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't judge it. But when I would hear about it, I go, oh, I don't know. You yeah. know, like I would never be like, it's not real. But I would be like... I don't see how that could happen. Right. And then after going through that bad COVID battle, after I got out, the thing that was hard was a lot of people would come up to me and go, God had your back, you know? And then I would see hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people dying from what I survived. Mm -hmm. And it's just very heavy. And then you go, why did he have my back, but he didn't have these people back? And then you get the survival's remorse. And I'm not a sad guy by any means. I did get to the point where I had to go to my wife and go, today's not a good day. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not okay. Today. I'm not okay today. Yeah. And, and she made me feel that it was okay to be like that, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. But after listening, because here's one thing, I didn't understand it, but I do listen to people. I am open to everything. Sure. So when I heard that's what you need to do, that's what I did. I went to my wife and go, I'm not okay. Today. I'm sad. Mm-hmm. I am sad today. And I don't know why Mm -hmm. you know and my wife just gave me space and whatever i needed she she did for me but yeah i i totally i get it now Mm -hmm. and i don't think i ever would have got it unless that happened to me Mm -hmm. you know so that's why i never judged it but i was like well it doesn't affect me and this is the world we live in if it doesn't affect you personally you really can't understand and you could you could have empathy towards it, of course, but you can't understand. Yeah, you try it. to hold space for people, absolutely. You like try I to ho- support the people, but then if it's not your experience, then absolutely. Yeah. Like we, if it's not close to you, yeah. I mean, we just if it's not close to you, then yeah, you hold space. But I can't identify, and that was I was the guy that couldn't identify with any of that. Yeah. And now that I hear the talk of mental health so much. You know, I used to, my friends used to say, yeah, I'll go to a therapist. That, and we live in LA. Everybody goes to that. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> to me growing up and up to five, 10 years ago, going to a therapist was weakness. You know what I mean? Like, why you need to go to a therapist? Mm-hmm. Like, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but it wasn't my opinion. That's what you would hear. Oh, for sure. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, because it, it had that type of uh, stigma to it. Uh, yeah, it was absolutely. I mean, obviously, like LA 
It's everyone. a totally different ball. It's a very game. different energy, but growing up in Orange County and then specifically like in the space that I grew up in, I had a very similar experience where yeah. it was like therapy. Like, what's wrong with you? Exactly. Like it was there was so much judgment. Like no one went to a therapist. I remember the first time that I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna start going to therapy. And I'm like, You the way that people reacted to this, like <sighs> It was wild. I remember my friend told me he was going to therapy and I just, I was like, why? you seem fine. Right. And he goes, well, I'm not. And then he goes, you should go. I go, I don't need therapy, right? And he goes, oh no, it's just like working out for your mind. You just go to, you go to gym, right? Goes, yeah. He goes, well, it's just, you know, working out for your mind. And in my mind, I couldn't grasp that concept at all. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, my mind's fine, mm-hmm. you know? And then it takes something in your life. Like I said, I never even thought about that mm-hmm. therapy. But even after going to this, I never went to therapy because I I knew how to handle it because now people talk about it. Yeah. You know there's, what I mean? Yeah, there's way more conversations happening. And then even still to, at this point, I would imagine, I don't want to speak for you, but now if you were to get to a space um, in the future in your life where you were like, oh, I'm really not doing well, then you're like, no, I'm... I, then know that this is an option and for there's me. No shame there's no shame in it. Right, 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 like, right. I have hundreds of friends I could call and they'd be like, here's mine. Sure. Here's mine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would have a, a I would have a Rolodex yeah. of numbers. So now I feel that since mental health is talked about so much, mm-hmm. it's not hard to get help and it's not shameful to get help. Where, you know, when I was growing up, like something was wrong with you. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people connect mental health to what they see in movies as a person just going crazy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, mental health goes along with crazy. That's I think that's how people see it. Sure, sure. If you if you have mental health problems, you're crazy. Right, right. And now you're learning, oh no, you could have mental health issues, but be a solid person. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. that just needs help here and there. And then even if there is a big struggle, yeah. you're like, well, there's this to help Absolutely. And, and to you, help support and all of that. And everyone shouldn't be, everyone should hold space for them. Everybody shouldn't judge because you don't know the shoes that each person walks in. But that's the thing about social media too, yeah. right? I feel like what's what's been, what's so then tough about social media is because we now have access to see pieces of everybody's life. Yeah there's this thing and it makes sense psychologically, but there's this thing like we, we feel like we know everyone and we feel like, you know, whether it be uh, a famous person or whether it be even, even a friend of ours, like I'm yeah. like, I can look at one of my friend's Instagrams and be like, Oh, I haven't talked to her for like a few weeks, but look at what she's posting. She's, well, she seems happy. She's all good and not know anything that's happening behind the scenes, you know, and with her personal life, it's like, I know for myself, when I'm struggling in general, I try to be pretty open, um, like on the podcast, like I'll try to be honest about it. Not constantly because I don't want to come on every week and be like, well, here I am again <laughs> in a pit wah, of wah. depression. Like, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to bring that energy always to the podcast. But as far as social media goes, I'm like, it's not so, a place where I necessarily feel, I try to be transparent, but I'm also don't feel comfortable just sitting on social media, at least for me and posting that. I think there are accounts where people do that. And I think it's so powerful. I'm Mm -hmm. like, but there's a boundary for myself personally that I put up where I'm like, I'm not going to be doing that constantly. I'm just going to show these certain moments in my life, just tiny little moments. But you know, I know for myself, I do it constantly with 
friends of mine where I'm not checking in on them because I see their social media and I assume they're okay because they seem to be posting happy things. I've gotten phone calls from my friends that go, oh my God, I know we haven't talked in a while, but everything's great with your life, right? And you're like, you haven't asked. (laughs) Because they see the social media, like you said, it's just... It's just reaffirming what you just said. It's we feel what social media has caused is disconnect from people Mm -hmm. because that person is giving you the life they want you to see, Mm -hmm. not the life that's really happening. Mm -hmm. Because we'll post beautiful pictures with our kids, but you won't see the ones where my son is not listening to me. Uh And I'm like, hey, (laughs) you know, because the photo would be like me. Like that. And my son would be like, you know, like that would be the real photo. Exactly. No, it's so relatable. But yeah, I'm posting the video of Ember and me like dancing around having fun. I'm like cut to like an hour later. And it can be in the same hour because life is dynamic. Me in the bathroom crying because I'm like, I don't know how to solve this situation with what she just asked me. What am I supposed to do? Her teacher called. Like, I mean, it's. I'll make it simpler than that. I'll post a picture of my son at a public bouncy house. Yeah. I'm not showing you the picture two hours later when I'm trying to drag it, him <laughs> off of it and he's crying and kicking and screaming and I'm holding him like this, gra- walking right. him to the car and right. I have to literally carry him and he's like, because <laughs> he wants to stay in the bouncy right. house. And you're going to post and you're going to be like, great day at the bouncy yeah, house. Right. The, but the thing is, it's like there was a part of it that was a wonderful, was a day, wonderful day, but there was also a bad part. <laughs> I really want to post all negative stuff. Like, like <laughs> me, like, instead of the bounce, like the negative where I'm carrying like right, son's right. acting up. You're just like, you have two Instagram accounts. One is the happy side. One is the fully transparent <laughs> the real side. <laughs> the real yo. That would be great, actually. That is a good idea. That you would know, be You know, just fun. me, like, waking up just ugly in the morning. Like, <laughs> you know. I, just post, like. I'll if, have the glamorous one. Yeah. Yeah, I just, think like, that's me, a, like, post a fight with Evan. <laughs> and just be like, didn't sleep last night because we fought until three in the morning. Like, that would, and that would be huge. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Absolutely. That's a great idea, actually. Um, I couldn't handle two accounts, but that's (laughs) but that's what people want. People want to see, you know, people want to post the great things, but they never put literally a minute later. It could be awful. Yeah. So but that's just a good reminder for myself, because like I'm saying, like I, you know, touching base with someone like you and we had this conversation, like obviously, you know, I see your Instagram and I'm like, oh, it's like, you know, there's, it's great things. It's success. It's amazing, which is, yeah, it's amazing. But then I'm like, I got a real friend behind yeah. this account. Mm-hmm. And just because I'm seeing that doesn't mean that I, I don't know everything that's going on in my, my real friend's life. Well, and me, I can't make assumptions. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, everything is great right now. Yes. The only thing I'm struggling with right now is, and it's a champagne problem. It's just the work is so much. It's, it's, I'm so tired. Yeah. I'm so tired. Oh, like, that's very real. But but I also know I'm busting my ass now because you never know how long it's, the opportunities are going to stick around. Mm-hmm. It's a very short window. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's, yeah, that is an interesting concept. It's a because short window. There's not, I mean, there's a, there's a few jobs out there like that. There's mm-hmm. a variety of jobs, obviously, like, you know, you can't do certain jobs that have like a certain level of activity your entire life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the entertainment industry, it's like when it happens, you got to go for it because you're like, even if you have a long lasting career, it typically will only last for however long. So you're like, I got to really optimize. And that's what I love about stand up is the mm-hmm. people I respect. It's taken them 20, 
30 years to, I don't have that time because I started so late. Yeah. So I'm busting my butt so I can do it in like, try to do it in like half the time so I could actually enjoy my life. But what I love about stand up compared to any other industry is once they're your fans, you'll have them for life. They'll come to your shows for life. Mm -hmm. And everything I do, I told Bonnie this, I said, everything I do moving forward is for stand up. Mm -hmm. When I do this show for Bonnie, in Apple, hopefully that people watch that show goes, oh, he's a great actor. I want to go see him do stand up. Mm-hmm. When I do this podcast, hopefully people go, oh man, I want to see him do stand up. Right. Everything I do promotes stand up now because that's the end goal. Everything else is great, but those things go away. Mm-hmm. Stand up is something that once you get your audience, like Joe Coy will never be broke for the rest of his life. Whoever, big stand up comedians, even just middle comedians, mm-hmm. they will be able to eat for the rest of their life mm-hmm. because they have their audience. Yeah. You know, you have forever fans, forever fans. And mm-hmm. you, and no one can control your money. I when I want to make money in stand up, I go out. If I don't, I stay in. Right. And I I will say this: something that boggles my mind about stand up. And I didn't know this until I moved to Los Angeles and started like regularly going and seeing shows at the comedy store at the Laugh Factory or whatever. I was like, oh, my God, the most successful comedians on the planet are here every night that's what it is and it was blowing my mind i'm like oh my god you have so much money so much success you're so busy and yet you're here still every single night in front of an audience like crafting and then and then you know that's the successful ones the people who are like trying to work their way up you're like three shows a night seven days a week the amount of time and dedication is truly incredible like mind-blowing to me i honestly work seven nights a week because i know this club at the comedy cellar in las vegas big shout outs to esty and liz they gave me this huge opportunity to be able to go up every night so my wife is but the thing is my wife is supportive of it you know my wife is like hey this is our future which is so amazing to so have amazing. a partnership where you're each other's support. Yeah, she's this is yeah. this is our future. Go get it. Mm-hmm. Go mm-hmm. get it. Because you know, I, I they could be Esty could call me next week and go. You know what? Instead of every night, we're going to put you on once a, once a month. So you just don't know. So don't I'm know. taking it full advantage of everything. You don't know. Yeah. I will say on a personal note, I do miss. Well, obviously, I miss you being gone because I don't see you as much. Um, but on a personal note at like the comedy store broads, I will tell you this. I miss Michael being oh, gone yeah. because I would pop by the comedy store and the level you're the most encouraging man on the planet. The level of the gas gassing me up when I'd like be in the hallway and like a comedian that I love would walk oh, by. Yeah. Michael would grab me and be like, this is Jess. She's amazing. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. It's all about <laughs> so spreading kind, love. So kind. It would just make me feel so wonderful. And, and I, I would just walk through the halls and be like, yeah. Michael's my friend. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing, what I love about the comedy store, all the comics, once you get in, mm-hmm. like they all, re- it's all respect. Mm-hmm. Everybody has each other's back, mm-hmm. you know, once you break in. And that's what I love about the comedy store. That's what I love about all the clubs in LA. Mm-hmm. And there's not many people that do it mm-hmm. in the world that can do it well, mm-hmm. you know, and that's yes. <laughs> who can do it and do it funny. <laughs> yeah. And that can make a career out of it. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it, it's, it's a beautiful thing that, I'm becoming one of those people that can do it. And that's what's so great. It's fulfilling my dream. You know, it's, it's, I've always wanted to control my own destiny. And I've, I think I've said this with you before. Comedy stand up is just you stripped down. Yeah. If they like it, it's you. If they don't, 
It's you. Yeah. And that's what's so great about it. You control it. And I've been to so many castings where at the end of the day, you lost out on four castings. And then you go to the store or you go to the improv or laugh factory and you get three to 400 yeses. Like, oh, you do have value. Mm -hmm. You just made us laugh for 20 minutes. It's it's an outlet that you feel worthy that yeah. you should be there. Talent I, affirmed. A talent affirmed. Where I feel bad for people that are in the industry that can't get that. Just so they would have just been four no's that day, right. and they would have sat just on that. Acting like you're just casting, and it's just just no. And it's no no, 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 no. And they have to sit on that. Where a stand up comic can get those no's, but get the yes at night and go, okay, these casting people just haven't caught up yet. Because real people like me, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what, how I always thought about mm -hmm. it. So if I had a bad day of casting, a call up a club. You're like, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. I need some yeses. I need yeah, some yes. I need yeah. some positive energy. Um, so I don't even, you know what? I'm just going to say this to you because I'm like, I'm going to put this out there and then you're going to hold me to this and yes. I'm scared, but I'm going to no, do, do it. it. You're going to do stand up? <laughs> okay. Well, so, so, so this year, yes. 2022, I said that what I really wanted to do was try things that I never would try before yes. and just try it. And Becca's first thing to me, okay, I'm going to dare you to do, to do like a, to go up on an open mic and do stand up. And I'm like, fine, I'll try it. And I'm so scared. Oh, but I'm already, like, already, already got it. Are, are you going to no, do it with me or Craig? Are you going to do it with me or Craig? No, 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 no. no, no oh, I got to go to airport too. I gotta oh go. yeah! Oh my God! No, no, I, I, um, no, I'm not, I am not going no, up before it. you so, or Craig before you no, guys no, no, crash. No, you do. I you, was more like, I'll, I'll, I'll do my little like no, three minutes no. to you alone, and you tell me. Oh no, 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 what to no. Change. So I, the broads, this is what we're doing. They're opening up the Pasadena Ice House in a couple of months. It's right down the street. Yeah, but that's a nice no, club. No, no, but I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do uh, a show there because they already asked me to do a show. It'd be like 250 people in there and they're the nicest audience in the world. They're very supportive. Before you go on, we will tell the crowd, this is her first time up. This is a dream of hers. She's trying to fulfill. <laughs> it's not a dream of hers. She has to fulfill a goal and you will go up. Cause I did, let me tell you something. I did this with my other friend. Oh God. And they loved it. They loved it because the crowd was so given. So we're doing this and we're not doing it small. We're going to do it and we're going to tape it and you're going to, play it on the broads and they're going to hear you live. Well, not live. They'll hear it on the, th it, it's going to happen already. Already. It's going to be awesome. And you'll get to invite some people out, you know, to the club. Oh, we'll have a date. Listen, listen to me. You're telling me I should invite friends to watch this train. We're going to have, <laughs> we're going to make a date and you'll have a couple months to get ready. So this is going to happen. I can, and it's gonna I be can amazing. literally all already hear Craig's laughing in the back as I absolutely bomb that no. la high pitched laugh in the back, just <laughs> losing it as I'm just tanking. No. So it's happening. But I got to go to the airport. <sighs> OK, I love I'm you sorry. so much. No, no. Are you yeah. kidding? You can't uh, you can't miss your flight. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I so appreciate you co-hosting with me. Uh, broads in the episode notes, Michael's uh, stand up special. You have to check it out. Yes, the link is in that please, and all please. of his other, all the, the, the podcast, the yo show Insta, all of that. Um, and I'm launching you. a new podcast. I will tell you about next time. Okay. Give me the tea and then I'll, I will. You know. I will. I will. All it's right. Gonna be great. <laughs> we'll chat soon. Okay. <laughs>